the British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theater, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. <laughs> to pay his rent. I can't even pay my own rent. <laughs> Any other calls? Yes. The laundryman called. The check you gave him came back. It came back. Fine. Take that check and send it to the landlord. <laughs> but the laundryman says it isn't any good. Well, from now on, Miss Dimple, send my laundry home to my wife. Her customers tell me she does very good work. Yes, sir. Oh, how did you make out in court today? Splendid, Miss Dimple. I got my client off. You got him off? Yes, I got him off the streets for six months. <laughs> they put him in the workhouse. Now, uh, where's that thick-headed assistant of mine? Where's Ravelli? He's in your private office, sleeping on your desk. So he sleeps on my desk, does he? Well, I'll soon put a stop to that. I'll sell the desk. Ravelli! Ravelli! Oh, you calling me, boss? Oh, there you are. I didn't recognize you with a clean shirt on. <laughs> Listen, Ravelli, you'll have to snap out of it. Here it is Monday, tomorrow's Tuesday, and the day after that's Wednesday. That's just so you know where you are in the script. <laughs> a half a week's gone by, and you're still sleeping on the desk. I'm a sorry, boss, but I just uh, can't sleep at home. Why not? I ain't got a no desk. <laughs> well, I'm not sure you've got a job, either. I waited in court all morning for you to bring me those Carrington divorce papers. Why didn't you show up? Well, I don't think those papers was very important. My legal papers, and you didn't think they were important? I have my lunch wrapped in those papers. <laughs> Ravelli, this puts you in a position to do me a great favor. Okay, boss. What do you want I should do? I want you to get out of this office before I throw you out. Miss Dimple put a sign on the door saying, Boy, wanted. Never mind, Miss Dimple. I already put up that kind of sign. I'm a gonna quit. You're quitting? Shake hands, Ravelli. I want you to be the first to congratulate me. Now go. Go and never darken my office towels again. <laughs> I'll wait, because that's my favorite joke in the whole thing. <laughs> You want to laugh at the obvious ones? That's up to you. Miss <laughs> Dimple, I'll be in my office. Call me as soon as Ravelli scrams. All right, Mr. Flywheel. Gee, Mr. Ravelli, I'm terribly sorry to hear you going. Hey, you didn't hear me going. I didn't go yet. <laughs> oh, I'm a some sad. I look on looker for a job for 18 years, and when I find one, the boss, he fire me. Mr. Ravelli, you look for a job for 18 years? How is it you didn't find one? I don't know. I think it was just good luck. <laughs> Say, Miss Dim, did you see my hat around here any place? Your hat? Why, it's on your head. All right, then don't bother. I'll look for it when I come back. <laughs> come in. Say, lady, uh, 
Hey, you looking for a boy? Yes, Mr. Flywheel was... Hey, wait a minute. That's uh, my sign on the door. I need a boy to work for me. Hey, kid, you want a job? Sure. What do you think I come in here for? All right, you're hired. Come on, get to work. Yeah, take it easy. What am I supposed to do? Well, first thing you gotta do is call me boss. Then you gotta go out and find me a job. Find you a job? Say, you've got a lot of noise. Why don't you go looking for a job yourself, why don't you? Hey, shut up. Ain't you got no respect for the boss? You know, I was a much smarter boy than you when I was your age. And when I was your age, I wasn't even as old as you. Yeah? You heard of what I say. And when I was your size, I was a much smaller than you, too. Hey, didn't you never go to school? Sure, I went to school. Sure, I did, see? Then maybe you know my brother, Tony. He went to school, too. Is that so? Is that so, is it? Well, what class was he in? He's in every class. He's the janitor. <laughs> Say, listen, mister. Hey, I tell you, call me boss. Now, we gotta talk money. You find a job and I give you half of the pay. Half the pay? Say, that sounds pretty good. You like it the way that sounds? All right, I say it again, but this time I give you only a quarter of the pay. Uh, let me get this straight. If I find this job, I get a quarter of the dough. As a fine. Okay. Now, what kind of work do you want to do? Anything you like. Anything I like? Why, you're going to do that work, ain't you? What, me do the work? What do you think I'm giving you the quarter to pay for? Just say, you're cuckoo, mister. Hey, what's the matter with you? Ain't you got a no ambition? Don't you want to grow up and be a boss like me? No, I don't, you big lug. All right, then I think i fire you. Go on, beat it. All right, I'll beat it. So long, fathead. Has he gone at last? Has who gone? Ravelli. Ravelli? What are you still doing here? Well, I don't find a new job yet. Why don't you go to the bank on the corner? I hear they're looking for a new cashier. They're looking for a new cashier? But they just hired one yesterday. That's the one they're looking for. <laughs> You know, being a bank cashier isn't such a bad job, Ravelli. Yeah, I might take it. Hey, what about the salary, boss? You think 25 a week is too much? 25 a week to be cashier? If I were you, I'd offer to pay them $50 a week. <laughs> Say, while you're at the bank, see if you can get me change for a $9 bill. Hey, <laughs> you crazy, boss. There's no $9 bills. There aren't, eh? What about the $9 bill the gas company has been trying to collect? <laughs> oh, don't bother me, boss. I think I better look for my own job. I check the newspaper. Now, let me see. Hey, what it says here, boss? Ravelli, you'll never find a job there. You're looking in the lost and found column. Oh, that's all right. Maybe somebody else lost the job and I can find it. <laughs> Give me that paper. Hmm, look at this. Bulldog wanted. Say, that might be a job for you. <laughs> With a little coaching, you ought to be able to do anything a dog can do. All right, I take it. Just a minute. Here's something about a dog worth a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars? Hey, boss, that's a craze. How could a little dog save up so much money? Shut up while I read this. Lost a tiny brown Pekingese. Say, a man had my brother arrested for that. Arrested for what? For Pekingese, you know. <laughs> Pekingese pockets. <laughs> some joke, eh? I knew I was going to regret asking that. Flywheel tries to you. Yes, here he is. Mr. Flywheel, there's a man on the phone wants to talk to you. Miss Dimple, can't you see I'm reading the paper? Tell him to wait. Now, let's see. Lost, tiny brown Pekingese answering name of Fufu. 
Return to Mrs. J.Q. Dalloway, 786th Street. Reward, $1,000. Mr. Flywheel, what about the man on the phone? Tell him to wait, Miss Dimple. Tell him to wait. Hear that, Ravelli? A $1,000 reward. Mr. Flywheel, this man on the phone is getting very impatient. He says he wants a lawyer. He wants a lawyer. Well, hang up on him. From now on, I'm a dog catcher. <laughs> Three years of drama school, and now this. (laughs) Ravelli, I have a sneaking suspicion that that's another dog you've just brought into the office. Sure, we're doing well now, eh, boss? But this one makes 12. Ravelli, what do you think you're up to? Well, if one little dog is worth a thousand dollars, think how much we're going to get for all these. (laughs) Ravelli, if you ever disappeared, I'd offer a reward to the person that didn't find you. Now, see if you can understand this, Sherlock. A certain Mrs. J.Q. Dalloway has lost a dog named Foo-Foo. For the retainer said Foo-Foo, she's willing to offer a reward of $1,000, which at this rate should just about pay our fine for the 12 charges of dog napping the 12 owners will slap on us. Ah, that's a no prob. There ain't no owners. I get them from my friend Pinky at the city dog pound. Ravelli, one day you're going to surprise us all and not get the wrong idea. Okay, boss. I go out again, and this time I get her the right dog. Here, doggy, doggy. Here, little doggy. Please. Well, there's no telling what they could have called from Ravelli. Come in. Excuse, please. I'm Mr. Gruber, the tailor from down the hall. Well, what do you mean by walking into my office without knocking? I didn't knock. I knocked three times. Well, I only heard two knocks. You better go out and knock once more. Mr. Flywheel, I'm tired of hearing those dogs barking. I'm tired of it, too, but I don't come complaining to you, do I? You? You have nothing to complain about. I haven't, eh? Well, what about the job you did on my suit? I? I've never sold you a suit. Oh, I see. I'm not good enough to be one of your customers. The important thing, Gruber, is not to let it get to you. Sit down here, have a cigar. I'm sorry it isn't the whole one. <laughs> Thank you. If you don't mind, I'll smoke it after dinner. Smoke it now, and you won't want any dinner. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, someone's scratching at the door. That's a fine place to scratch. Have him come in and scratch my back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, boss, look, I think we're going to get a thousand dollars. I find a little of foo-foo. Here, foo-foo, foo-foo. Burr, 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 burr. See, he answered when I call him foo-foo. Dead dog, it looks mad to me. <laughs> this is the only show where you're vaccinated against rabies before you... <laughs> You want to give me that one again? <laughs> Dead duck! <laughs> I think we're losing a German here, too. <laughs> With this show, it's probably a German shepherd. <laughs> Dead duck! It looks mad to me. You'd be mad, too, if they called you Fufu. <laughs> Boy, this is too much. Bring a 
another dog into the building. That makes 13 with this one. Hmm, 13 dogs in the office. That's an unlucky number. Rapelli, you better get out. <laughs> what are you talking about? Didn't I find little Fufu? Ain't we gonna get the reward money? But the lady said in her ad that the dog is brown. Ah, she's a craze. Anybody can see this dog is black. <laughs> Doesn't the hell know a barking dog never bites? Relax, Ruba. He's not vicious. He's just hungry. He wouldn't have a pair of slippers handy, would you? I take this pooch away from me. How you like it if I call you a pooch? Put yourself in the dog's place. Mr. Plyville, I can't waste any more time here. If you won't get those dogs out of their building, I'll have to report it to Mr. McBride, the landlord. Good day. <laughs> so now what are we going to do, eh, boss? How are you going to make all these dogs keep quiet? Simple, Ravelli. I'll, I'll serenade them. After all, they say, music has charms to soothe the savage beast. Or is it breast? Well, beast or breast, one of them gets soothed. <laughs> it's getting kind of raunchy around this point. <laughs> but what my singing voice will do to them is anybody's guess. Miss Dimple, switch the radio on. I need mood music. Since songwriters started writing songs, they have written songs about a rose. Red roses, blue roses, old roses, new roses, roses from the south and east and west. But here's the rose song that I love the best. Show I'll show you a girl who can Show me a rose Or leave me alone Show me a rose I'll show you a stag at bay palm tree swayed I called her Rosa Mia and she called a spade a spade show me a rose I'll show you a storm at sea Mississippi, we watched the clouds roll by. I said, My dear, how are you? And she whispered, So am I. Show me a rose, I'll show you a girl named Sam.
What's wrong? You were pretty good, too. <laughs> yes, and if the landlord's in New Jersey, he might just not have heard. Ha-ha! Caught you red-handed! A versatile actor, don't you think, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Mr. McBride, when did you get back into town? Oh, I will. I believe you know the rules about keeping pets in the building. But I thought we agreed to make an exception in Ravelli's case. <laughs> Talking about these dogs, Mr. Flywheel. I want them out of here. Say, you can take this one out of here for $1,000. That'll save us the car fare to Mrs. Dalloway's house. Sure, you'll like a little of foo-foo. Watch, I teach him a trick. Now, since Ravelli, you can't teach a dog anything unless you know more than the dog. <laughs> and that's not what I meant either, Flywheel. I know, you're afraid this dog hasn't got a pedigree. Well, I happen to know that he comes from a long line of thoroughbreds. In fact, I can assure you, he comes from a much better family than I do. You bet. This dog's father took first prize at the cat show. First prize at the cat show? Yeah, he took the cat. <laughs> You're forgetting why I'm here. Not at all, McBride. You want this dog for $1,000? He's yours. And now, if you don't mind, I'd like to borrow Foo-Foo for a couple of hours so I can take him to his owner's house and get the reward, too. I do not wish to buy this foo-foo as well you know. I simply want it and all these other mutts off the premises by tonight. Or, Mr. Flywheel, you will be. Good day. Oh, this is too bad, boss. It uh, looks like all we're going to get out of this is Mrs. Dalloway's thousand bucks. Hey, Miss Dimp, where does that lady live again? But there's no point to you taking that dog to Mrs. Dalloway. Thea distinctly said that her dog had white spots. You know, you're right, Miss Dimple. If we're too lazy to produce a dog with a few white spots, we don't deserve the reward. Ravelli? Yes, boss? Run out and get some paint. <laughs> boo, boo. Hey, boss. Foo-foo sure look a fine to take over to Mrs. Dalloway's now, eh? Certainly. If she's colorblind, she may never know the difference. Don't blame me, boss. It's not a my fault the store only had green paint. <laughs> well, there's no sense dawdling. Let's get this over with. Yeah, but, boss, I don't feel like walking all the way. My shoes hurt. Well, my shoes feel fine, but my feet ache a little. One of the more sophisticated jokes of the evening, folks. <laughs> wait for a while. Pick up the dog and we'll get on the streetcar. No, we take the car across the street. That car? Why, that's going in the direction we came from. I know, but we can get seats on that car. <laughs> All aboard, watch your step there. Hey, you guys. <laughs> you can't get that dog on this car. Sure we can. It's easy. Watch. Whoop, foo-foo. Whoop, that's whoop. a good boy. See, Mr. Conduct, he's on at the car. No dogs allowed. There it is, right on the sign. I know, but this dog can't read. <laughs> what about you? You can read. Listen, Conductor, flattery won't get you anywhere with that. <laughs> Furthermore, if you lay a hand on that dog... Yeah? Well, we'd have to wash him again. <laughs> hey, stop that dog. Don't let him go inside that car. All right, I go in and get him. No, you don't. You don't leave this platform until you drop your fare in the box. I don't trust you. Sir, I resent that. My assistant doesn't steal. Why, he worked in the bathhouse for over five years and never even took a bath. Why? <laughs> never mind. Here's your money. 
Hey, well, what about the other guy? Ain't you gonna pay for him? Pay for him? I wouldn't take him for nothing. Hey, boss. Come on, quick, before that old lady gets a seat. Come on with the other fare first. What do you mean? The boss just paid for me. Ah, don't give me that. There's 12 people on the car and only 11 fares are registered. In that case, conductor, we'll have to put you off the car. Just hand over the fare. I want to get this thing moving. All right, all right. Don't get excited. Here's the quarter. Keep the change. Come on in, boss. Here, Fufu. Here, a thousand bucks. Come to Ravelli. Good boy. So what street do we get off at, Ravelli? Do you remember? Yeah, I think it's I Don't Feel So Good Street. I Don't Feel So Good Street? What kind of name is that? Sixth Street, Sixth Street, Sixth Street. That's it, boss. Let's get off. Come on, Fufu. We get you home in time for dinner. If you're going and take that mutt with you. Goodbye, conductor. We'll be back in half an hour. Wait right here for us. Go on, beat it. Here's the house right on the corner, 786th Street. Boo, boo. Yes, who are you? What do you want? Are you Mrs. Dalloway? Yes. Well, trot out the thousand bucks. What for? For your little dog. You're going to get your foo foo back. I don't know what you're talking about. That dog isn't my foo-foo. My foo-foo was returned to me this morning. Here he is. Come here, darling. Madam, you're being made the victim of a fraud. And how? That mutt is an imposter. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Why, your dog's back is all painted. Well, your face is all painted. <laughs> And you don't look half as good as the dog. <laughs> well, yes, you do. Just about a half. Oh, I was never so humiliated. Well, stick around. We've plenty of time. <laughs> but if you want the advice of a lawyer, which you can have for only $50, you'll quit stalling and fork over that thousand bucks. Get that dog away from me. Oh, I think he bit me. Let me see. Oh, it's nothing at all. At least it's nothing that a kiss won't cure. <laughs> So what's the difference? Come on, come on. Foo-foo, kiss the lady. This is unbelievable. I've stood about as much of this as I'm going to. Oh, there, there, Mitchie, Mitchie, Foo-foo. Come, Wamsie, Wamsie. He's nasty, big man, scary, my little baby. Oh, now, Bigsy, Stingy, Mumsy, Wamsie. He's gonna cheat the great big man out of 1,000 buckles. Otherwise, nasty man will get a big shovel and hit foo-foo over the head he went through. Leave here at once. I won't pay you anything. Not even the $500? Well, will you give us the money we spend on the paint? He's not my dog. Good day. Ravelli, that's a fine foo-foo you found. That's a fine foo-foo you found. That sounds like a slow leak. <laughs> If this dog were a skunk, I wouldn't be able to tell you two apart. Not even with my hat on. <laughs> well, don't worry, boss. Ravelli, he's a no dumbbell. I think the people in the house next door is offering a reward for a lost dog. I think that this is the dog. And just what is it that makes you think this is the dog that belongs next door? Well, that's where I stole him from. <laughs>
That's fine, Miss Dimple. Now, if we can just get rid of this carpet, you'd never know they'd been here at all. And now the landlord, he have no reason to throw us out. Correction, Ravelli. Now the landlord has one less reason to throw us out. Well, time's up, Mr. Flywheel. I want you out. But this office was full of dogs. Well, here's a turn up for the books. We did just what you asked us to. Hmm. And how about paying some rent? Well, I'd love to, but there's a problem. What problem? The dog ate it. Oh, here we go again. Now, look here, landlord. You're a man who's gotten someplace by hard work. Well, I don't mind saying I'm a self-made man. You're a self-made man? Then why didn't you put more hair on your head? <laughs> Don't listen to him, McBride. He's got plenty of hair, and he looks just as repulsive as you do. Every time I come here, I get the runaround. Oh, don't come here. Uh, pardon me, McBride, but I think business is just about to pick up. Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you, too. Marvelous inventions, these telephones. <laughs> oh, so it's you, Astabilt. How many times have I told you not to disturb me during office hours? Oh, you want me to represent your railroads? Well, you know my terms. Send over a $5,000 retainer at once. Oh, yes, and a half pound of butter. <laughs> See that, McBride? Everybody is after him, and you want to bother him with a little thing like a rent. Well, maybe I was a little hasty. Listen, Astabilt, I wouldn't consider your proposition for a minute if I wasn't in love with your wife. As it is, I'll think it over. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll sleep on it. That is, if the desk doesn't get too uncomfortable. Goodbye. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, I had no idea you were handling such big cases. <laughs> Yet maybe I'd better come back some other time when you're not so busy. That's a fine. Maybe you better no come back at all. Are you sure everything is satisfactory around the office? Well, now that you mention it, there are a few things I don't like about the place. In fact, I don't like you about the place. <laughs> of course, we could always have you painted. Well, then I'll be seeing you again. Drop in any time, old man. You'll always find welcome on the mat. And you'll always find the mat at the pawnbroker's. <laughs> and lock that door on your way out. Yes, Mr. Flywheel. Good goodbye, Mr. Flywheel. Hey, we handle him well, eh, boss? I think now I should get a raise. That sounds reasonable. That sounds familiar, too. And just where do you think I'm going to get the money? Well, you just told Astorbilt you wouldn't take a million-dollar case. Astorbilt, my eye, that was the telephone company calling. What? They offered you million-dollar cases? No, you sap. They just called up to say they'd cut off the phone service. Oh, that's a too bad. So, how are you going to call up Astabilt in the morning? <laughs> Ravelli, the next time you cross the street, I want you to do me another great favor. Yes, sir, boss? Go when the lights are against you. <laughs> Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel, starring Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx as Waldorf D. Flywheel, and Frank Lazarus as Chico Marx as Emmanuel Rivelli. Also starring Lorelei King, Graham Hoadley, and Vincent Marzello. The music was arranged and conducted by David Furman. The script was written by Nat Barron and Arthur Sheepman, and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Dirk Maggs.